I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I've been following you for like a while. Um, so I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to dive right in because I don't actually know your story. I don't know even how. Oh, no, I do know how I got introduced to you because I saw your work at Public Works in Somerville. And mm-hmm. I remember I stood in front of it and I found your you know, name on the plaque. And I was like, and I saw that you were a Charleston artist and I followed you. And then I just got the joy of your Instagram from then. I was like, I have to talk to this girl. Um, but I don't really know your story or how you got started any of that. Can you give a brief introduction of who you are and what you do now, and then kind of lead us into what, how you got there? Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm Emily Fur. I'm from Johns Island, South Carolina. So I'm, I'm from around here. Um, and I just moved back like a while ago, I guess during the pandemic. And I feel like it's been really nice being back, very like inspiring. Um, but I'm, I'm a painter. I do a lot of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like when people ask me what I paint, it's kind of hard to be like, oh yes, this is my thing because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's kind of been everywhere lately like behind me you can see like there's chickens snakes a huge bowling sign like portraits I I've been doing a lot of I don't know whatever just drives me lately whatever I'm like oh that sounds fun (laughs) yeah oh I love that yeah and you're you've got a very um distinct style but I love that it seems that you have it all in different ways like you said in the portraits or um, the like small wall hangings that I've seen that you do and it's very very cool so you said you moved back moved back from where uh, so I did my uh, master's degree in Greensboro at UNCG um, and the pandemic sort of cut that in the butt right before I was supposed to do my big like thesis talk and everything um, so I just did that from my parents living room <laughs> A lot. Yeah. A lot of people had to do some adjustments there, (laughs) which was not fun because like, I really dig deep into some like existential things and just like questions about myself and like, I don't know, just really digging into some heavy concepts for my thesis work. And it was hard being around them while talking about that because they're like your art's just so fun so cute and I'm like it it is (laughs) it is yes yes thank you oh my gosh I didn't even think about that so my biggest supporters though they're amazing (laughs) oh that's so great okay so let's let's bring it back a little bit so you got your master's degree but when did you um I guess start identifying as an artist or even before then when did you start pursuing it like in your education stuff like that Uh, so I did not really know that's what I wanted to do. I went into uh, college initially for elementary education because I was like, I like doing fun stuff and kids like doing fun stuff. So this sounds cool. And then I quickly realized that I didn't know anything about kids and kids are terrifying. (laughs) So I was like, well, maybe I'll do art education because I know... I really like doing that stuff always just for fun and then I slowly was like I think I just want to do the art thing which logically doesn't like 
it's terrifying just saying like, oh, I want to do this thing. I have no idea what career I'm going to do. I have no idea. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm spending all this money on a degree for this thing with no guarantees. So (laughs) yeah, but I I jumped in and I was like, I'm doing the thing. I love that. So um, did you end up, so you ended up, ended up getting a degree in Mm -hmm. what? Fine art, fine art. Fine art. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like, I don't know this whole world. So forgive me for like, I might be asking some dumb questions. Uh, Did you go straight into your master's after that? No, I didn't even know I wanted to do that. Um, I didn't know what I wanted at all after undergrad. Uh, I worked at a French bakery for a while. I worked at a doggy daycare. And then I found myself working in Charlotte at a, um, an embroidery design company, which I had a lot of creative freedom there, but I also knew like there was so much of me that I was just like kind of putting to bed because it was just like, I, I didn't have a use for it. And it, I don't know what I would just yeah. could feel myself like not using a bunch of like exciting parts of myself. And that's when I was like, I like it here like I could see myself working here like for 10 years but I feel like I can do more and that's when I decided to go to grad school and I'm really glad I did it was it was tough but I'm so happy I did that yeah in your undergrad did they um educate you guys on that because there's so many different career paths for an artist um and not to mention like an artist in multiple mediums or anything like that did they educate you on the possibilities there or no uh there was a lot of like you could work at a museum there was a lot of you can teach And like, after all my education stuff, I was like, I definitely don't want to do that. Like, that's not where I'm being called. Um, And so I think not really. Yeah. (laughs) It was like a little bit, but not really. What about grad school? Did they explain anything more there? Uh, No, it was, it was everyone I was in the program with wanted to be a professor at some point. Because once you get your master's, you can teach at other colleges mm-hmm. um and I just that wasn't for me yeah so I didn't really everyone was like applying to different universities after we were like finishing up and I was like what am I gonna do oh gosh um it was kind of like the pandemic was almost like a space to sort of breathe and think for a minute because I just I moved in with my parents for a second and it was like I had like, I don't know, that opportunity, like I feel so lucky that they were able to take me in, but like yeah. that opportunity to breathe for a second and just be like, what do I want? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's so needed. I had that same thing when I uh, quit the lab and I came back home and I did the same thing. You just needed that breathing room. But I think it's so interesting that um, it's that you weren't like told like the many possibilities I'm still like bombarded with hearing new jobs like I remember um I I was looking at the anthropology anthropology window display and they're very Mm. very intricate um and I was like gosh like how do they do that and I looked it up and I mean anthropology is hires a lot of artists and they have studios where they create these things and I'm like that's like a whole job 
that I didn't know was a thing. You know, I think that we tend to, yeah, either think of like education or straight, like an artist, sell your paint to be done or something like that. Like, there, but there's so many different things that are you in galleries and how do you sell them yourself or stuff like, you know? So I think that's a common narrative for a lot of people all over is that we're not told like the different possibilities and different opportunities that you have for a job when you're pursuing any type of creative field. Yeah. And I think that's, it's definitely a fault with like, I don't know the education system, because I saw like 95% of my class no longer makes any kind of art, maybe like 90, 85, but it's Oh God, that's so sad. Yeah. And I mean, they, they found things, but like, I don't know, it, it is just like kind of wild like I feel like that definitely should be a bigger part of I don't know the yeah because we we did have like a class where it's like we're gonna make websites and make business cards and learn how to document art which is great but I also think there could be like how to like fully market yourself you know yeah. like brand yourself. Yeah. Whether it's for your own business or on a resume or how to look for artistic jobs. Um, no, I totally agree with, okay. So with that said, um, do you mind exploring how, or or letting us kind of explore how you have sort of manifested your profession for yourself? And also if you're comfortable, like how you make money as a professional artist? Yeah, totally. Um, Oh, I feel like there's a big question. <laughs> it is. And I think that it's probably a multifaceted question. Um, so feel free to just kind of like dump it all. Cause this is just stuff that, yeah. I mean, like we were saying, like people don't know. Um, so I think that it would be super helpful. So you, I mean, feel free to word vomit if that's what you need to do. Yeah. I think maybe we can start with like, you asked sort of when I knew I was an artist. Yeah. I think like it's taken a lot to be able to say like I am Emily Fur, I'm an artist um, because I feel like I've had so many different jobs and it's like oh I'm a barista you know and it's it's hard to be like I don't know but I feel like I had a switch when I sort of moved here and I was like I want to do the art I am an artist I want to do this thing that I just have such a craving to do all the time and so I did work as a barista for a while um and I would just like get off at three o'clock because I would go in there really early (laughs) and then I would just spend the rest of the day fully like submerged in my artistic practice and like that was just how I got it done and I was like I was like, I'm an artist first and foremost, that will be my priority. And that is what is driving me. Yeah. Um, Just not let sort of that energy die. Um, And I feel like since then, it's like I worked at an art store and that was a blast, like a good connection making thing. Um, And it's not actually until like this past month that I'm diving into being a full-time artist, which is kind of terrifying. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Um, But yeah, it's, I've, side gigs are like, I don't know. I don't think it makes you any less of an artist to have a side gig or anything. No, it's, it's, it's multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
which I have found is very important. Um, like I have my prints, which has been awesome. Like the Poppy Collective is this little, um, I don't know, they sell everyone's different art and it's just a cute little community, but I sell prints through them and that's been a really nice little stream of income on yeah. the side. Um, just thinking how I'm making income right now. Yeah. Um, and then like Instagram has been crazy for me because I made a real, I guess it was two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago and it got like 2 million views and suddenly I found myself with like 20,000 new followers and I was like oh goodness and I said I can either like freak out and hide from this or I can like really show people like what I want to do you know like yeah myself. Um, and I feel like that was a big game changer for me because suddenly people were like I want that and I'm like oh okay okay <laughs> okay you want you want that you want to pay for that okay yeah I've had like a surprising amount of uh commissions from Canada at this point really I don't know <laughs> Love it. I'm into it the Canadians can keep on coming <laughs> I have this like six foot piece behind me and that's going to Canada in the coming month so <laughs> so yeah. you've got your prints uh that you have that partner shop uh, you have commissions. Um, what else do you, I've, I've saw you in public works gallery. Does like gallery work, is that paid? Do you guys get? Uh, so it's like the space is free and we can sell our work there. Of course, the gallery takes like a cut. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they do. They actually don't take that much at public works. Cause it's like a nonprofit. Yeah. I'm a little surprised. Um, but I actually try to like not focus too much on making the work sort of sellable at those things um, because I really want it to be like I don't want to focus too much on making work that sells. I want to focus on like making work that's really exciting to me and like it can be really weird and I don't know if it happens to like draw people's attention to buy something that's amazing. Um, yeah, so I rely less on those. I think commissions are pretty like up there on my income right now. Yeah. Um, and that's a little more reliable than stuff like that. But I don't know. And I'm working on like a few little series right now. I have a series of like little banana spider paintings that I'm going to release soon um, because I feel like people want little things or like things that are actually viable you know yeah not gonna break the bank so yeah I just um I've been I think after you I went on like an artist binge and I found a bunch of like Charleston artists and everything like that and one of them I mean she's fantastic and I was like oh I really like really definitely want to buy like a large piece mm -hmm. between six to ten thousand dollars I was like worth it 100 I'm not totally absolutely yeah. Mm, I also need a new car. So, and I'm not at a position to just like drop that down. So that's more of a savings piece for me. Um, but so it's, I think it's good. Like, um, uh, you released, was it bees? Did they you were release flies, maybe. flies? Wait, no, 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 you're right. It was the flies because the flies were, that was the, 
the the structure piece that I saw in public works mm-hmm. and then I think we were you selling them individually as well or I haven't actually yet they're like one of my most requested things that I have not put out yet yeah <laughs> yeah I saw, I saw that and I remember like short not long after that was like the snakes um and I love love your little pieces I think they're just so interesting and so eye-catching the colors you use are so unique and the color combinations. I think it's very, very cool. Oh, thank you. I feel like I, I try and keep like pushing myself and challenging myself to like expand my palette, not let the paintings get too easy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just like keep experimenting because I, I don't want anything to get flat or boring. <laughs> yeah. What what inspires your art? Do you, How do you get inspired? And did you, okay, how do you get inspired one? Um, Actually, let me start there before I bombard you with questions, because now I'm going to start getting into like questions about creativity and like creative practice. And like when you said that you came home after um, like being a barista and you you said you'd work on your practice, I want to know like what that means. But first, what inspires your art? Okay, I feel like it's kind of everywhere. Uh, right now it's a lot of like growing up on John's Island I'm looking at a lot of that because I'm like suddenly I'm a Charlestonian again Um, and it's weird seeing like the house I grew up in and how that's changed and like the street I grew up on and like the buildings that are like 100% the same and then like there's like a million new apartment buildings over there. Like I used to live like in the woods and now there's like so much stuff over there. Um, So I think that's been an inspiration lately, just sort of getting in a little mind cloud about like sentimental objects and places there. I feel like sentimentality is like huge for me. Like having like, I don't know, objects that have like all this like heart stuff and painting them is almost like I get to meditate on like why they're important to me and like I don't know put the Emily in there the little Emily magic (laughs) yeah I love that no I like that you said sentimentality because in my head like I was thinking like I find it very nostalgic Mm -hmm. um like it really feels like something that I'm like rummaging through a box like from my old stuff and I'm like oh like pulling something out and I'm like, oh, I remember this and this makes me feel really good and it's fun and, and stuff like that. That's how, so I love that you use the word like sentimentality. Um, did you, so, so to the, to the practice thing, and I think this might be something that I think maybe was like in like artist education or something like that, but, um, how do you, what, what does that mean to, to, to work on your practice or, um, when you're going and like you're working on a project that's not commissioned and it's not for something, it's just kind of from you, uh, which I think is like a really uh, underappreciated skill to do something and make something from nothing purely from you, quote, without a purpose, but purely for like the practice of doing it. Um, I think that, that especially in like a capitalist society, like we're very much like, what's this for? What's this mean? Like, why are you doing this? And it's like, what if I'm just doing it to do, um, or to practice that, that work. So can you explain what, what you mean when you say you came home and you, you did your practice? 
yeah i guess it's just oh gosh <laughs> i think no this is i'm i'm i think that these are things that like when in any profession there's stuff that you just kind of do and like it's part of like what you do and you don't realize but people ask me questions and i'm like oh i don't realize that that's not like something like it's such a, like a a very small part or, or something that's just very native to you. Um, and so when people have asked me questions, I'm like, Oh, it didn't occur to me that that's not something in your world. So even to say the word, like work on my practice or like coming home, I'm like, what are, what does that mean? Are you sitting down and staring at a blank sheet of paper and hoping for the best? <laughs> or do you assign something to yourself? Do you do have a, do you have a prompt like what what does that mean yeah okay I feel like I could maybe answer a little better okay. um I work awesome with deadlines like I am a last minute crunch it in kind of gal like that's the best for me because I feel like that just like kind of kicks my butt into working um which I do have a lot of those lately which really helps drive what I do um but when I don't have that it's like it is sort of like, what am I doing? Just like grabbing at air for a minute. Um, but a lot of times, um, which is really hard is sitting with my own thoughts, <laughs> which I think that's hard for anyone. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my work is driven from like, what am I feeling anxious about lately? What am I excited about? Like, what is scaring me? I don't know, it's sort of what is, what am I thinking heavily about um and that's sort of what springs into action things that go down on paper or in paint um a lot of times it's a lot of like frantic scribbling of like little words and like I don't know like I have this one that keeps coming up and it's uh pink hand soap and it's like the smell of the kindergarten class pink hand soap Oh my God, I know what you're talking something. about. Yes, and it's like such this like vivid smell and feeling. And I'm like, how do I expand and like put that into paint, that feeling behind like that smell? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a lot of digging into like weird stuff like that. Yeah. Did do you did they teach you how to do that and kind of how to expand your creativity and dig into your creativity in school? Um, maybe a little bit. So we had to do a lot of series in school. So you pick like a pretty broad topic. Um, like but at least it gives you a direction. Yes, yes, which is like you you need to start somewhere. Um, and then we would just have to like make and make and make until you're like, I don't think I can do anything with this. And then they're like, nope, keep on going. Um, which I feel like makes you realize you can really pull a lot out of like something. Um, yeah. And especially I think I've learned throughout like school and just learning from myself is that specificity is really good and okay. Like if it doesn't, like not all art needs to make sense while you make it or to whoever sees it but like if people can pull out what they can you know that's great and I feel like getting more specific with like my thoughts and memories and just like what I want to do has been like such a door opener because I'm like oh that really specific weird thing I want to dig into it yeah 
Can can I um, challenge you a little bit to maybe walk us through an example process of maybe a work that you have done or just your general process, even with the pink hand soap. Um, so it starts with an idea. Um, and so you have this idea, this nostalgic thing, this thing that you keep talking about. What do you do from there? Uh, so we can talk about porch pollen, which you saw my show at Public mm-hmm. Works Art Center. Um, so yeah, the- walk us through the process of that because it's probably easier yeah. now that you see the end. Mm-hmm. So that is sort of based on growing up in the woods on John's Island in this little pink house. And of course I, it was a pink house. Yes, it was. And I made just like a whole thought storm of scribbles on a piece of paper of just things I sort of associate with that time and like what brings me happiness and what was confusing. And um, from there, I was thinking about like visuals and I thought about like the fabric on the porch on these little like white wicker wicker yeah yeah um it starts with words you said yeah kind of I feel like it's yes I feel like I write stuff down because it's like a journaling practice yeah okay and a lot of times I don't even go back and look at it but it's just good to get stuff out yeah but like thinking about the fabric on those chairs and how it was always polleny but it was always this like faded florally pattern and I went on eBay and I bought some fabric that was like that and I'm like okay what's next (laughs) um and I dug through a bunch of photos and I'm like I'm gonna paint this one little photo polaroid of me from when I was little and I didn't even know how those things would connect but it's just like I feel like it's trusting the whims and just being like okay this is what I want to do I'm gonna do it yeah just rolling off each thing and then uh, like putting the fabric and the painting together was really fun. And then I'm like, this is such a weird, quirky time. Uh, and that's when the chickens came into play because I was like, there were always chicken chickens running around. And I feel like people don't understand that like didn't grow up like, I don't yeah. know, in the woodsy area. And I don't know, just the the comicalness of the chickens I was like I have to have some chickens in there yeah it's almost collaging in the real world just like pinpointing these little things that all connect in some way yeah so what was uh for for those listening kind of what was the ending uh collection there so they can kind of based on what you're saying visualize okay how that came to be Yeah, so um, the main piece in that show is a portrait of little baby me, um, sort of in this fluffy mass of floral fabric that I like puffed up with a bunch of cotton and it's sort of encompassing this little painting. I guess it's pretty big. I think it's like a two and a half foot tall Mm -hmm. painting of my head. And then I have a bunch of little red stars around it and these chickens running around, which are just cut out little paintings I made. Um, And they're sort of on the baseboard running. And I have a uh, orange slice moon, which I really love. And that's above the chickens and it's just a big old orange slice. And then I have a, a lemon moon as well. 
which hangs above me and that's like giant lemon um and I feel like it's just sort of this rosy look from like my perspective as little M of like growing up out there and just yeah. like I don't know it's doesn't make sense but it's sort of when I look at that time it's just sort of this like quirky fun you know I don't know little space that I've created yeah oh no I love that and I love that how you explained basically I'm basically just just going from one instinct to another and hopping and I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges in any creative venture is not knowing the end piece and Mm -hmm that's like a lot of insecure sort of like insecurity that you're writing because you don't know where you're going and so you're yeah. just and you just kind of have to trust that process and being able to work through that and and continually because every time you start a new project it's going to be the same thing to continually be comfortable with at with no direction and if, if somebody's only it's like somebody gives you you know they're like, Hey, you're going to go somewhere. And you're like, where it's like, well, you don't know. And they just keep giving you like ticket after ticket of like, go here, go here, go here. And you're like, I have no idea where this is going. And I'm not going to see how these things connect till the end. I think that that's like something I, I wish there was a class just to challenge me in that. I'm like, I want Mm -hmm. to be challenged in that way, because I think that is such a strength exercise. And every time you do it, and that's a huge part of of course, your profession is constantly pushing yourself in directions where you don't know the direction. Exactly. I feel like that's a big thing that I haven't learned until like, even after I've graduated is that like, I need to trust myself in the process. And that a lot of times, like afterwards, I'm like, oh, that's, that's what that is. That makes sense that I did. Cause it's like, that's what that means. I, I, you know, cause a lot of times it's like, I'll be really struggling through like, I don't know, something going on in my life and I won't like see it until I'm out of it. And I feel like that shows up in my work a lot. I'm like, oh, there's that struggle. <laughs> and that's why I did that. So yeah. I think it's like letting yourself not be in total control all the time, which I'm a planner. I am a control person, so it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it feel, do you get that feeling at the end where it's like lock and key, like ding, okay, now everything comes together? Or it is it learning to, you're like, no, this is, I'm just kind of accepting what this end is? Uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it takes some time. Like I I feel like I have a general idea usually when it's ending, but it's also really hard for me to like finish work because I'm like, oh, I can add this or I want to put this with this. Like, it's really hard for me to be like, okay, I'm going to stop now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the porch pollen show, like I had to have like what I was doing and I was like, oh, but I could add this. And I'm like, no, no, I can- I have to step back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I feel like it's almost like with life, it's like, you're never really done thinking about like topics or something like that time on John's Island. Like I'm still thinking about that and growing from it and seeing it from a new perspective every day. So I feel like that piece is like never done to me, but <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know, it sort of marks a period of time of me thinking about it. So that's where I have to put an end to it. <laughs> yeah. When you're uh, going through and you're kind of experimenting with materials or, or sketching or doing any of that, um, is there like a, can you tell the difference between like, okay, we're doing like a messy experimentation that's going to be like whittled into something and, oh no, this is just a mess. And like, I need to move on to something else. Is there a difference or do you always just kind of have to push through it? Usually I try and really push through it because I'm like, once I'm making something, I don't like, I don't want to do a rough draft. I don't want to do a like mess up. And I think that's why it can get like so wildly emotional because I, I have this like picture in my head and it's so vivid. And then it's like, if the thing doesn't come out just like it's in my head or better, like it's so emotionally draining, like it's just awful. And at that point I'll usually give it a few days. Like if it's just not working, I'll give it a few days, let things dry. Um, and then come back and usually it turns out better I've had to throw things out which always is like heartbreaking Um, but yeah that I feel like making work for myself is the most emotional process and I feel bad for my sweet boyfriend because he (laughs) see me just going through that roller coaster with you (laughs) yeah it's especially like works that are really like important to my heart or like things I've been really like dwelling on it's like really hard when they don't go well because I'm just like so invested in like seeing it through you know yeah Yeah. no no I can um I can definitely understand that um what do you think like if if people are listening and they really want to kind of exercise their creativity, especially if they've never really challenged themselves in that way before. Um, What steps do you think that they can take or just even mental exercises or anything like that? Do you think um, that could help them explore what creativity means to them? Yeah, I think it definitely comes from the artist. So I would think about just how you're feeling about the world and what you think about on a daily basis. What do you see that's exciting? I feel like so many people feel so lost because they're like, well, I want to be like that person or I want to do art like that. But like, it has to start with you, Um, which can be really hard to put the time in to sort of be like, well, who am I? What am I doing? And like, you don't have to figure that out. That's, that's the art making is figuring it out. Um, But just start with yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, For those listening who I'm sure are very impacted by your story and thank you so much for being so vulnerable and opening opening up about your process. Where can they find you? Where can they find you, your art and get more of you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at emily underscore fur f-u-r-r and then my website is emilyfur.com uh yeah i'm mostly just on those two right now yeah love that's, it that's where to find me <laughs> awesome thank you so so much for being on guys yes absolutely go ahead to all of her things spread the love and make sure to spread her work all around and uh, take a look at some of her pieces because it's just it's a very joyous experience to be scrolling through your instagram so um definitely go check her out there if you guys enjoyed this episode please 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 share it with a friend 
um, you know, go on Spotify. They do a rating system now. So you can rate the podcast, do five stars because we are bestie friends. And that's a nice thing to do. And you can also go on Apple podcasts and review and write a little review as well. And we love to see those. And that helps us all a lot. The best thing that helps is just telling a friend. So if you share this episode, or any of your favorite episodes, just send it to a friend and post it on your Instagram stories, all that kind of stuff. And if you tag us, we will um, give you a shout out on our Instagram stories as well. I hope you guys have a fabulous week and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.